0: Welcome to
1: Boa's Cafe. Um, how
0: Good you guys. guy's welcome. Uh, David? You'd be guy, okay. Yeah. O'Kye. Uh, John, nice shirt. Thank Where'd you get that? Thank you. Uh, this is from the Garmin, well, from the Ventura. Clint Garmin? Yeah, Clint Garmin, our buddy. With uh, that, that, that whole conference that they did up in Paso Robles. yeah yeah. They, they of all retreats, I think they do the best T-shirts. Wow. Well, that,
1: that's that important. Yeah. Credits for that. that. That's a good looking t shirt. That yeah. is not uh, your $8. No, no, this is not ban long. No. No.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Good deal. So, you know, this month I have been thinking about the fact that we are finishing this CHTL, the Certification in High Trust Leadership Pilot. It's our online uh,
2: course that yeah. we've been doing.
1: Yeah, for 30 weeks. It has been. Outstanding. Hmm. I I just
2: I'm so grateful for it. Well, oh, 28 of those weeks were outstanding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. two there were of a them couple in there of sloggers in there, weren't oh, they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's just be honest with them. Okay.
1: Yeah. Was that during John's video time or what are yeah. you ready yeah. to? let's Can let's admit it. it? I, I didn't I, really want
2: to I, say anything. No. It. If we're gonna start Guess. pointing people out,
0: it was a pilot, and I took it literally. thought yeah. yeah. it I came in with a yeah. captain's
2: hat, and it was dressed as Amelia Earhart. I thought that was in bad taste.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. It a tarnish on the Pinkerton studios, did not it? It really did. It really did. But I am grateful for these 60 students or so that have uh, been with us. And again, most of them have been with us. We want to reach out to you and say thanks for taking that first course on. And I know it has
0: been. None of them have had time to listen to these podcasts during this grueling 30 weeks. They're not listening. Probably not. Although... uh, (laughs) bob
1: Burnett, let's let's reach out to yes. that uh, to that faithful podcast listener in Newport Beach
2: thanks for loving the podcast Bob we love you <laughs> and
1: we want to say that if we can help you in any way to sign up for this next course, the certification of high trust leadership, the second one starts January fifth that David Pinkerton is the guy to reach out to and We would love to see all kinds of triads of of trusts signing up. In fact, they already are. Um, This last group from uh, a group of four from Poland Mm -hmm. uh, signing up. How great is that to have business people from Poland as a part of that online campus? So I want to encourage you on that. We are uh, finishing up on this whole issue of exaltation, destiny. In fact, the end of every book we do has a sense of that exaltation, influence, destiny, that First Peter 5. And I thought it would be great for David to kind of read a couple of paragraphs out of the cure as we kind of blend it in with the ascent of a leader.
2: Yeah, this is on page 100 in chapter 7. So if you have the cure, you can go and reference this. Um, so at the bottom of page 100... Destiny is what happens when those God-given desires, mixed with my particular gifting, are allowed to be healed, matured, and released to freely give away. This is where this whole book has been heading, this goal, this dream, in this lifetime. Our destiny is always about loving others, or being prepared to love others. This is why we need healing so much. Unhealed wounds require our attention, and we cannot focus on others while these wounds still need attention. This causes many of us to miss our destinations on a routine basis that over a lifetime produce our destiny. Destiny is also rooted in the joy of our relationship with Jesus, which he already purchased for us. When our worldview shifts to enjoying him rather than focusing on not sinning, we mature. In the process of maturing, our eyes open to others and we become aware of many more opportunities to love ...than when we were focused on our issues. Destiny is categorically greater than potential. The Apostle Peter appears to have been a pretty mediocre fisherman. The only time he caught fish, it seems, was when Jesus performed miracles. But let's say Peter had the talent to catch fish. Maybe, just maybe, if he devoted himself with great passion and dedication... ...Peter could have become one of the top four or five fishermen on the entire Sea of Galilee. Maybe that was his potential... But even if he'd accomplished that, it wasn't his destiny. Destiny is the ordained intention God has sacredly prepared with your name on it. It is greater than potential like a gold brick is greater than a microwavable chicken pot pie. Peter's destiny was to become a fisher of men's hearts. Even today, Peter draws us to God. That's destiny. It wasn't something Peter could manipulate, coerce, or talent his way into. It's up to God, and it involves his glory, your fulfillment, and the welfare of others. God's goal for each of us is never simply healing or safety or rest or even receiving love, as astounding as those gifts may be. His goal is that we be released into the sense of purpose we haven't been able to shake all of our lives. Tragically, not everyone will fulfill, fully realize the dreams God holds for them. People in the room of good intentions have a hard time finding release into such a life. They're too busy trying to change into who, think God, who they think God wants them to become. Too preoccupied, assuaging shame, proving rightness, and polishing worthiness. Every moment of such madness, no matter how slick, keeps them self-centered, immature, and unavailable to others. Wow. Thank you, David.
1: There are many lines that cause me to think about a a particular group of people in here today one of them is this destiny is the ordained intention God has sacredly prepared with your name on it mm. just in the last week probably eight men and women mm. i have talked to in their 20s and 30s had questions about that mm. uh, are you sure god's got one for me or are you sure that i'll ever discover it mm. like am i praying enough am i what 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 is that john what what happens to people who are struggling Uh, In their 20s and 30s especially, I I think of that because of my last week.
0: Yes. Well, it's like that watch pot never boils. This is a process we've been talking about that God takes us through. And if I'm looking at right now, forgetting the process, forgetting... All those things that we talked about humility, obedience, all of those steps along the way, trust and and allowing God to mold me in those I start to just look at the end game and it's a It's a flimsy game then. And now I start perseverating on an end game. What am I going to be? What am I going to do? Perseverating. Hey. uh, hey, Just just, I I can't stop thinking about it. And I can't stop being disappointed at where I am presently. Because that's my whole thing. When this happens, life will be good. Mm -hmm. When this happens, then I will really be a good husband. I'll be a good dad. And I'll, I'll really love my life. And, and so, while destiny is a beautiful promise and truth, it is an ugly thing to obsess on currently. Hmm. It, it, hmm. To be able to say, I know that this is what God will do. He will give greater influence. He will give greater release. He'll make my life count. But I have no way of knowing when, where, and what that's going to look like. I only want to keep putting myself in positions where I can risk something more than this smaller life that is about just me. Yes. So, so I, I know that especially in our twenties and thirties um, it is a time when we're trying to, somebody tell me what's that going to look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. so I, I think they disproportionately will struggle with that maybe more than most.
2: Yeah. And yet there's beauty in the fact that, in, that people actually care. Yeah, that's right. Um, It's, we kind of grow up with this sense of you can be anything you want to be and so there is this dynamic of if that hasn't been beaten out of you yet that's a great thing but it's also scary even for me what if i don't what if i don't apply myself in the right area what right. if i don't find my seam what if i don't what if i don't and it may not be that everyone wants to be a rock star but we are really afraid that we won't do what it is that we were supposed to do. And uh, it, it does weigh heavily. So yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, of beauty that we can offer in, in giving some release of, you don't have to, to, to think on that at all the times. And yet, I think at, at some point, if you aren't thinking about those things, that may be the greater harm. Yes. Uh, so somewhere yeah. there's a balance here. So, so to own.
1: celebrate what it is, that there is a kind of a holy discontent uh, there is goodness in that. Yeah. Uh, there is passion in that for, for Christ and for destiny. And, and and I had a couple of people say, well, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to hear at the right time from God. Yeah. And, you know, the Spirit of God to tell me. And I'm thinking, I told them, I said, you know, these weren't your dreams. These are God's dreams mm-hmm. for you. You think he, he, he's, he's really nervous about the fact that you're gonna, not going to ask the right question, you're not going to pray long enough, focus, I know. These are his dreams for you. And you'll get to live into them. Just, just hang on. Just stay close. And I think the other thing, too, and John, you've, you've spoken to this in time past, is that our destiny is not just one ticket. Right. There, there are many tickets. And, and I, I can live in my destiny today. That's I don't right. have to wait for tomorrow.
2: Um. Yeah, uh, that's another one of the reasons I liked The Cure so much is that we we've f- realized that there are many tickets, and some of those tickets are not the ones that people write in magazines about. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes. And it reminds us <laughs> that... Yeah. Uh, the love of Christ is meant to be done in relationship, like we're always talking about in Christ. And the relationships we have are the ones that we have right now. Yes. They're not always about the ones, well, someday I'm going to have more impressive peoples to, to influence. Right. Which is, I, I'm going to be honest, that is that is a desire of my heart a lot of times. And it's mixed motives. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's a, all about me. Yeah. And when we get reminded that destiny is about loving well the people who are in our lives first... And then if anything else beyond that is fantastic. And if we, you know, get more influence, then hopefully we do well with that too. But if we're not loving those who are around us because we're so focused on ourselves, like this passage said, um, well, hey, there's a first step.
1: Yeah. Interesting that whatever the destinies are, they will always focus on the chance to love other people. Yeah. And to love those people that God somehow brings our way. We don't know who all he's going to bring our way. We just need to be faithful to say, hey, I get this chance to intersect with whoever this is. And I I think that's one of the concepts of destiny is to know that since it's God's dreams and since he providentially cares, he will bring people that he knows you can touch Mm -hmm. more than you even know Mm -hmm. that you can touch. Mm -hmm. John, when you think about your own life and and this this kind of experience this journey yeah. that you have yeah. what what do you think uh god has done
0: oh your... gosh what hasn't he done that feels like that has been the bugaboo delight and and wonder of my entire <laughs> last 20 30 years yeah they I think I used to equate size and numbers yes. with influence yeah. and, and the type of audience that I would have. And that, that hounded me. It mm-hmm. still can hound me. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not ever going to totally be free from that, I don't think. But to, the, the gift of realizing that uh, my identity and my influence you know, and the gift, this beautiful Story that he loves more than me, hmm. and he loves me more than me, yeah. that he has prepared for me, um, I, I just can't manipulate that. And I want it to be larger. And sometimes he'll say, would you look at some of the larger-looking influences? They may not be as important or beautiful as some of the ones that I'm wanting to give you. That's right. And that's that, right. that has that's been freeing mm-hmm. to believe that uh, when I
1: do. Yes. Well, we really do pray. In fact, I will pray as we close. We will pray for all of you who are wrestling with that very same thing that Dave and John have been speaking about today. Father, I ask that you will give Mm. peace, Mm. that is a contentedness, Mm. to those many 20s and 30-somethings who think, wow, life is passing me by. I'm 27 and I still don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Help them, Lord, to know that you have just laid on a plate their destiny today for the people that they love today. Mm. Help them just steward their life, their gifts, Mm. their relationships to love other people and to find a peace, not like the world gives, but a peace that you, Jesus, alone give. We love these emerging leaders, and we ask that you will do that for them this day. Amen.
2: In the future, if you're listening to this in your car, you don't have to close your eyes and bow your head. Just, I mean, you may have that Should time. Should we vote on that? <laughs> or, or, yeah, just just pointing that out. And if, or if you're out hiking and there's just, you don't God's close your eyes even
1: it. when you're not in a car. So I I'm mean, just trying to doing? find a way to make myself okay. <laughs> See you next week. Bye bye.